welcome to Tuck and Run, the world's number one American football game show. Week 7 is in the books, and we're here to talk about it. As always, I'm your host, Dale Tucker. And I would like to take this moment to apologize for the litany of mistakes I made during last week's episode. I definitely replacement ref Dan, and quite possibly caused him to lose. So, hand up on that one. That's my bad. Anyways, Fargo is back to defend his 1-0 record against our reigning champion Jesse in what should be a battle for the ages. Hopefully. Only one way to find out. You're just going to have to listen. So without further ado, let's start the game. All right, gentlemen, do you have any last-minute questions before we begin? No, sir. Same questions as last time. Same questions as every time. All right. Uh, Jesse, you are 4-0, as I just mentioned, so you are the home team. You can call the coin in the air. Heads. Mm, I think this is tails. Yeah, we'll say this is tails. It's tails. So, Fargo, would you like to go on offense or defense first? I'll go ahead and defer to the second half. All right, Jesse. First and 10 at your 20. What would you like to do to start us off? I'll do potent pass or his 10-yard pass. 10-yard pass. Your question is, which quarterback had the highest completion percentage in week seven? Teddy Bridgewater. That is correct. <laughs> that was, that is in fact correct. So that is a ten yard loss on first down. I told you he was good on defense. <laughs> I warned you. Also, he's a little more warmed up than you are, I guess. So it is second and twenty at the ten. What would you like to do, Jesse? Ten yard run. Remarkable runners. All right. Your first running question is: Which player ran the fastest on a single play in Week Seven? DK Metcalf, Buda Baker, AJ Brown, or Daniel Jones? DK Metcalf. I have to give that, since Ewan is not here, to Jesse. You both said DK Metcalf. Who is correct? DK Metcalf ran 21.66 miles per hour on his 48 yard touchdown, but Jesse did say it sooner, so it is now third and 10. Back at the, your original line of scrimmage at the 20, what would you like to do? 10 yard run. Radical receivers. I'm going right down the list. I like it. Which tight end had the most touchdowns in week seven? Was it Rob Gronkowski, TJ Hawkinson, Harrison Bryant, or Logan Thomas? TJ Hawkinson. Would you like to guess, Fargo? Yeah, I'll go with uh, Harrison Bryant. He plays for Cleveland, right? I can't tell you that, but he most likely he does. I think you, he's the Cleveland tight end. All right, we'll stop the clock there. You said <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, who did have one game-winning touchdown as time expired. And Harrison Bryant actually had two touchdowns, so he is the correct answer. Like I said, he's very good on defense. It is yeah, now fourth. I, I was watching that comeback live with Baker. Like, come on, Baker, let's do it. Fourth and 20 at the 10. Would you like – oh, that was a run, so you cannot tuck and run. Would you like to punt? Yeah. Why not? All right, first punt of the game is – Remember, Fargo, he'll get a chance to answer, and then any remaining, you can answer for return yardage. Name the top seven defense slash special teams in points scored in week seven. Go. Fantasy? Yes, the top seven defense DSTs in points scored. So the DSTs that scored the most points. Top seven of them. Mm -hmm. Go. With uh, uh, Chiefs. Ten yards. 49ers. 20 yards. 
Yeah, why is my mind blanking? There are some good defenses on here. Looking at the list. I guess. Titans? Unfortunately, that is incorrect. So that is a 20-yard punt, which brings you to the 30. Can you answer three of them, Fargo, to get in touchdown? Um, I might be able to answer one. All right, so he said the Chiefs and the 49ers. There are five others. Who can you name? Uh, I mean, let's say the Washington football team. Ten yards. Uh, By the way, you guys said the top three in points scored. Chiefs, Washington football team, and the Niners were the top three. So the bottom – Yeah, I'm just trying to go through the the points allowed, actually. 20 seconds. I think the Bears only put up 10. Yeah, I'll say the Rams. 20 yards. (laughs) The Rams are the fourth highest scoring team. Um, (laughs) 10 seconds. Screw it. Let's go Buccaneers. Incorrect. So you said – the 49ers and the so the ball is back to where it was to begin with. It's first and ten in the red zone at Jesse's ten. What would you like to do on first down, Fargo? Five. I'll go ahead and do a ten yard run under potent passers. Your question is for both of you, which quarterback threw for the most touchdowns? And had the highest passer rating in week seven. Was it Tom Brady? Was it Baker Mayfield? Aaron Rodgers? Or Russell Wilson? Baker Mayfield. You said that with a lot of confidence. Because he had the most touchdowns, I'm sure. What do you I think, think he had five. What, what do you think about that, Jesse? We, do we feel do we believe in his answer? I don't. I think it's gonna be Tom Brady. Alright. So it is, in fact, Baker Mayfield. He had five touchdowns, and he had a 135.6 passer rating. So, true to your word, you have scored points on offense, and you have scored in the first half. Fargo, congratulations. Whoa! It is now 7 to nothing, and it's your ball again, Jesse. <laughs> Just making sure. So, it start, so, where did the drive start? His, on the 20. On the 10. Oh, on the 10? <laughs> on the 10. Oh, yeah, my drive started on the 10. Yeah, your drive. But you are back Dude. on the 20. Because I heard back where it started, so I assume 20. Uh, uh, Dauntless Defenders, 20-yard pass. 20-yard pass, Dauntless Defenders. All right, your question is... Oh, can't get that one. That's the tuck-and-run performance of the week. Can't do that this early. Which player had the most interceptions in Week 7? Jamar Taylor. Very good, very confident. What team does Jamar Taylor play for? I forget. Yeah, I, oh, I should have wrote the team down. I'm glad someone knew that because I had no so clue. So it is Jamar Taylor. He had two interceptions. I mean, he's been on the Browns. He's been on the Dolphins. I yeah, but actually, I don't remember anymore. Yeah, I don't know who he – whatever. Jamar Taylor is correct. There was a te- ooh, 20-yard pass, correct? So yeah. Yeah. it is now first and 10 at the 40. What would you like to do, Jesse? Uh, 10-yard run, remarkable runners. Your question is, which player ran the most yards on a single play in week seven? Was it Byron Pringle, A.J. Brown, Emmanuel Mosley, or Buddha Baker? Can you say them again? Emmanuel Mosley, Byron Pringle, Buddha Baker, or A.J. Brown? Byron Pringle. He's the the special teams returner for Kansas City, right? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Byron Pringle. Once yeah, you pop, you can't wrong. stop. That's who I think it is. You want to take a guess, Jesse? What's the question? 
Which player ran the most yards on a single play? Emmanuel Mosley, Byron Pringle, Buda Baker, A.J. Brown. Just take a guess. Uh, Buda Baker. Both of you are incorrect. Buda Baker ran 106.2 yards on a 90-yard interception. That was not returned for a touchdown. Why, Jesse? Because DK Metcalf is a demon. Yep. And Byron Pringle ran 118.7 yards on a kickoff return that I don't believe was a – I didn't write touchdown. Maybe it was a touchdown. He ran 118 on 102. The answer is Emmanuel Mosley, the 49ers slot corner, ran 129.6 yards on a 51-yard interception. (laughs) So up and down the field once and in the third. So that was a run. It is now second and 10, still at the 40. What would you like to do? 10-yard pass, radical receivers. Excellent. Which player – had the most ooh nope which player had the second most receiving yards in week 7 Devontae Adams <laughs> I think that was a tie No that oh, was a, that was completely a tie that was completely oh. a tie Devo- If I had if the question had been which player had the most receiving yards that would have been Tyler Lockett Yeah All right that is correct. How many Okay hold on hold on tiebreaker How many yards did Devontae Adams have 196. Oh, God, you guys. How many yards did Tyler Lockett have? 200. 200. Oh, okay. I'll give you another question. That is a tie. Which player had the most (laughs) – Oh, let me go to the back. Let me go to the back. I didn't shuffle these games. Which player had the lowest average cushion in week seven? This is a – is it a run or a pass? I forget now. It's a a pass. pass. It is a pass. Pass. It's a 10-yard pass, I believe. Which player had the – which player had the lowest average cushion in week seven? Howard Lockett. <laughs> not a bad guess. Fargo? I want to say Devontae Adams, but I'm not going to. Give me another second. Tyler Lockett is not in the top four, by the way, Jesse, so that's incorrect. You would smother the entire game, so. Yeah, but no. that cushion is just at the snap of the ball. You know, I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay. I remember him get, getting mossed a lot on the line. So, I love that answer, but it is not even in the top four. The player oh. with the lowest average cushion in week seven, which is at the snap of the ball, how far off is the nearest defender? You have to think about that in context. Oftentimes, I found – It's probably it going to be it, like Hunter Henry. It, it is Hunter Henry. Tight end, it's Hunter Henry. It's exactly Hunter oh. Henry. Oh. Hunter Henry is exactly the answer. 2.3 oh. yards because tight ends, linebackers line up over them. That's what you have to okay. think about. Okay. Although, Rashard Higgins is second with 2.5 yards, and that is a slot receiver. Or I guess he's playing outside because he couldn't be a slot receiver to have such a small cushion. I was going to – if that's the case, it would have been like Hammer Waller. So, the top four – this is an interesting stat. is Hunter Henry, Rashard Higgins, receiver, Darren Waller, tight end oh. and Devonte adams was four 3.6 yards so they they play up on Devonte. It, it doesn't make sense to play up on him though he beats press so badly it doesn't really make sense because he's not that fast i, I mean i guess that's i don't know well, he may not be fast but his release is second yeah. he's to none. quick and it's second to none so yeah. that's what he said all right well it's third and 10 at the 40 still so what would you like to do i think jesse it's your ball i don't I've, we've been talking yes. so much third and 10 <laughs> uh 10 wait yard oh run. that was a pass would you like to tuck and run sure all right, tuck and run. I make all these punt questions. I hate not using them. All right, name the top seven QBs. Now, I remind you, you can both answer. You do not lose yards for his answers. You just lose potential yards, Jesse. So he can take hmm. answers away from you. Name the top seven quarterbacks in interceptions thrown in week seven. Go. Russell Wilson. Ten yards. Ben Roethlisberger. All right, you're zero Cam yards. Newton. He, Cam Newton. Yep, that's the top three. 
I, I thought I just said Newton. Yeah, you did. So okay. he can't say it. Okay. Okay. So oh. you're both you're at zero, and you actually I know have... lock through two. I know lock through two, so I'll go with lock. All right, so you have three more to gain. He's already taken two away from the. So there's three more that you can say. Technically, you have to answer. You need to answer the next three to gain ten yards because he's already said two that you didn't. So it's uh, most interceptions. Yeah, most interceptions. Uh, fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. All named Nick players. Fo- Nick Foles threw two. Nick Foles threw two. Nick Foles is correct. He threw two. So I don't two know more. anymore. I don't know anymore. It doesn't. At this point, it doesn't matter because you can't gain any yards. So the the remaining two are Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Sam Darnold <laughs> and Jimmy Garoppolo. So it is now – oh, boy, I wish we had Ewan for this one. That was third down. So now it's fourth down, I believe. Yes. Fourth and now ten far. at the 40. What would you like to do? I'll uh, go for it. <laughs> All right. <what> do? <laughs> I'll do a 20-yard uh, pass. Sometimes it's easy Donk to be on defense. defenders. Sometimes it's easier to be on defense. You just have to answer first. You don't. Really it really know. is. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh nope! Still too soon for that. That's a second. That's a tuck and run performance of the week. Mm-hmm. Which player ran the most yards to make a single tackle in Week Seven? This was DK Metcalf. Okay, I, I I did finish. I didn't push the button, but there's no rule about that. It is in fact DK Metcalf. Yeah. 108.8. No, he ran 92.9 officially. So if he did, did actually he get deducted twenty yards for saying the total incorrectly? No, 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 no. But <laughs> all right, I throw a challenge on the play. All right, you can challenge it, which means you have to answer the exact same play, and if you get it right, the play is overturned. All right, so ten, that was a ten-yard pass. No, a twenty-yard pass. Twenty-yard pass. Twenty-yard pass. Okay, for this is well, you don't. We didn't. I haven't updated the challenge rules now that I think about it. Whatever. I'm going to ask another question. You have to get it right, Fargo, for it to be overturned. If he answers before you, right. then it's – you know what I mean? It's a, so it's the same right. thing. So Which team – yeah, you can answer, Jesse. Which team had the most sacks in week seven? <laughs> Ooh, you guys really stumped you. Huh? I know what team it wasn't. Oh, two-minute warning. So this is two-minute warning after this. Hmm. Most sacks. So last week. So a defense that recorded the most sacks, just so we're, we're not the team that allowed the most sacks. Um, and I will give you a hint there. It's a there's a two way tie for number one. So I was thinking that this would be an easier one. Oh, cool. So it's a one in sixteen chance. Yeah. Cool. Because that's what I wanted to hear. All right. Um, Ten seconds. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just throw out a team defense that did good. Forty ers Forty ers are incorrect. Five. Washington football team. Uh, unfortunately for you, Jesse, that is correct. The Washington football team and the Buffalo Bills had six sacks, so that means it's fourth and ten again. What would you like to do? That's our first successful challenge, though. I will say that. That is our first successful challenge. Somebody actually looked at the rules for a change. 20-yard pass again? I'll do potent passers. All right. Your question is, which quarterback had the shortest completed air yards in week seven? We both understand what, it, what it's asking before I hit the button. Completed air yards? So, in so, other words, it's an average. This is an average. No, the shortest. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 no. It's not an average. This is, in other words, what quarterback threw the ball? On, in other words, this, this quarterback's longest completed air yards, in other words, went from when he released it to when the receiver caught it, was the shortest of any quarterback. So, in other words, he didn't throw – Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, I, I, I really think I know who did this. Okay, but Jesse, are you clear on what I'm asking? No, I am not. Okay, I, so the the question is the shortest completed air yards on any single pass. In other words, this quarterback so – so, so say I throw a pass to you. Say I throw the ball 20 times, but I never throw the ball more than 10 yards in the air. So the, the, my shortest completed air yards – in other words, the furthest uh, – how do I explain this without – Okay, is this the average or the single? No, it's a single – Average. No, no, it's not the average. It's not the average. It's just saying oh. – so this quarterback's longest air yards, completed air yards, was the shortest of anybody else. In other words, the furthest that this guy threw it in the NFL in week seven was the shortest of anybody in the NFL. So like so – Jim's asking you threw the ball the shortest? It's asking you which player – So short, shortest air yards – uh, yeah. Longest throw, shortest air yards. Yes, yes. This player. So it's so their best throw, their longest completed air yards was the less, the least in the NFL. <laughs> I still think I know who this is. All right, I'm gonna put my idea wrong right. execution. All right, so it's a 20 yard pass on fourth down. I'm gonna push the button. As soon as you hear the beep, you guys can answer. Big Ben. That is incorrect. Is that is incorrect, Jesse. Is, was it uh, Garoppolo? Ten, nine seconds. That is also incorrect. The shortest completed air yards in week seven, you also have to think about this in context, was Andy Dalton. His oh. longest pass was okay. 26.8 air yards. Jared Goff was two at 28.4. Patrick Mahomes, surprisingly, was three at 30.3. In other words, their longest, this is their longest pass in the air. And Tannehill yeah. was four at 30.4 yards. It's, it's a cool stat, but it does take a little bit That's of That's such a strange stat. Unfortunately, you come up with this stuff. Oh, was that a pat? Yeah. Oh, you already tried to tuck and run. That's yeah, a next. It's a next gen stat. It's a turnover. That is a turnover down, at the forty. So it is first and ten. I'm forty time yards. Left on the clock. Uh, oh, uh, these the way it works now. It's a minute and fifty-one seconds. You guys answer okay. so quickly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you've only called one play on offense, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first and ten at the forty. Uh, let's do a ten-yard run for potent passers. Your question is, which quarterback had the longest completed air distance? So the exact opposite of what we just asked on a single pass play in week seven. Um, who threw the longest? Oh, oh. It's a run. Is it Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Uh, I think it's Carson Wentz. Both of you are incorrect. It was Russell Wilson who had a 58.8 air yards on a single pass in week seven. Good for the most in the NFL. Carson Wentz was 56.8. Tom Brady was 55.5, surprisingly. And Derek Carr was 51.2. That was probably the floater to Scotty Miller. So it is second and 10. What would you like to do? There are a minute and 44 seconds left. A 10-yard pass for remarkable runners. You know, there are other questions <laughs> other than the top three. Actually, I don't even think you guys – you asked one receiver. So anyways, which player had the most unexpected rush yards on a single rush in week seven? Now, there are no options for this. As soon as you hear the beep, you can answer. Unexpected rush yards. This is Amazon's analytics where they, they look at a play and who everyone, all the defenders around him, and they can anticipate how much he's supposed to gain. So this is mm -hmm. asking who gained the most unexpected yards over what they were anticipated to gain. You, you both understand? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Daniel Jeff Jones. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson and Daniel Jones are not even in the top four. The oh, no, the, what? <laughs> yeah. I just chose the dude with the most yards the, in the week. The, That's so, the only reason and, I go. Antonio Gibson 
on his 40-yard run was was only expected to get seven, so he gained plus 33. Chase Edmonds gained 32 on what was anticipated to be nine. Alvin Kamara gained 32 on what was anticipated to be 12. And Leonard oh. Fournette gained 24 on what was anticipated to be five. Those are the top four. So it is third and 10 at the 40. Hey, I can tuck and run. You can tuck and run. Would you like I'm to? I'm going to tuck and run. All right, why not? You would need to answer four correctly to get a touchdown. Jesse, you feel free to take options away from name the top seven rushers in week seven antonio jeff gibson wilson. james robinson jeff wilson daniel jones <laughs> russell wilson oh god <laughs> he took them all from you you, you can't gain oh. any yards so that is it it was antonio gibson i Je- said jeff oh crap yeah antonio yeah. gibson james robinson jeff wilson daniel jones russell wilson alvin kamara and james connor it's almost like you're looking at it jesse you're not looking at it right holy no crap. i i you memorize. I, I remember just you yesterday I looked at the leaders because man. I'm a fantasy guy and I saw, oh, hey, these – I didn't spike So the only two uh, you could have said were bucks. Alvin Kamara and James Conner, but he took all of those. So now it is third and ten <laughs> at wow. the 40. Go, go fantasy. <laughs> well, a minute right, and 32 go, seconds left. I'll go a 10-yard pass for radical receivers. All right. Your question is, which player had the most receptions in week seven? Tyler Lockett. That is correct. That doesn't even take a second off the clock. Tyler Lockett, how many receptions did he have? Do you know? 15. 15. That is right. So it was a 10-yard pass. I think Devontae had the second with 13. And who had and the I third? I think it was Keenan Allen with 10. Uh, Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd is 11. Tied with? I don't know. Cole Beasley. Good old faithful. So it is first and 10 at the 30 with a minute and a half left because you got – this is when we go through all the questions the last two minutes. Yeah. I'll do a 10-yard run for radical receivers. One of these days we're going to run out of questions. <laughs> this is going to yeah. be a real problem. <laughs> All right. What 10-yard run, right? Yes. Which player had the biggest or highest average cushion in week seven? So the opposite of what we asked earlier. Was it highest Brandon? Cushion. Highest cushion. Biggest cushion, whatever. Brandon Cooks, Jacoby Myers, Albert O, <laughs> the tight end on the Broncos, or Randall, right? Yes, he's on the Broncos. Albert O or Randall Cobb? Brandon Cooks. He's a speedy guy. I'd give him a cushion. Jesse, you want to take a guess? So we can burn I'm going to guess Cobb. All right. Well, this there is a two players who tied for the highest average cushion in week seven. Randall Cobb was good for, for fourth. He had an average cushion of 8.6 yards because they play off of him. Albert O and Brandon Cooks. Both had 9.4 yards of average cushion, so that is correct. That's a 10-yard run. I mean, run. they were playing in the snow. It might make sense to get Albert over that much cushion. Also, he's fast. It is first and 10 at the 20. I'll do another 10-yard pass in radical receivers. Your question is, which player had the highest percentage of their team's air yards? And we're clear on what this is asking. So the, when the ball from the quarterback to the receiver, that's considered air yards before the catch, after the throw, before the catch. So this is asking which player had the highest percentage of their team's total air yards. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. For, Jesse, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Devontae Adams. Both of you are incorrect, and neither of those players are on the top four. Surprisingly, Dang. the highest percentage of their team's air yards went to Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk had seventy-three point seven four percent of the 49ers' total air yards, followed by Jacoby Myers, Terry McLaren, and Tyreek Hill. So, geez, we're never going to get to the two. So it is now (laughs) second and 10. I'll do a 10-yard pass under uh, 
potent passers. That's what happens when you get two guys who are really good at this. <laughs> if we run out of questions, <laughs> it's going to be the final score whenever we run out of questions. Which quarterback had the highest percentage of aggressive throws in Week 7? Aggressive throws are a defender is a yard or less away from the receiver that they are targeting at the time of the throw. So which quarterback, this was a pass, which quarterback had the highest percentage of aggressive throws in week seven? Russell Wilson. You want to take a shot, Fargo? I will, but I'm going to have the clock drip a little bit because I don't want to give him any time getting close to the end zone. Okay, Jesse, just so you know, that is incorrect. He was not in the top four. I know he's not right. This will be interesting. I, this is going to be a bit of a reach, okay? Yeah. And this is only because I think Nick Foles was thrown at the most, like, freaking closed, like, just people who were not open at all. So I'll go with Nick Foles. There are 50 seconds left. It was a 10-yard pass. The, bot, the top four most aggressive were Baker Mayfield with 21.4%, Kyle Allen with 24%, Derek Carr with 25%. And the Come number on. one most aggressive was Nick Foles. 27.5%. Oh, yeah. Almost a third of his throws were into windows with a defender less than one yard away. It just did not look pretty on offense for Chicago. So it is first and 10 at the 10 in the red zone. What would you like to do? There are I'll a minute. Do 50, oh, there are 50 seconds a 10-yard pass under potent passers again. Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta switch this up because it's not just back and forth. Which quarterback had the lowest completion probability on a single pass, completed pass in week seven? Are we both clear? With, again, Amazon's, mm-hmm. Amazon's yep. analytics. Yeah. Jesse, you're clear? Okay. So, yeah. which quarterback had the lowest completion probability on a completed pass in week seven? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, both of you answered at the exact same time, had the third. Lowest. Oh, at 18, on his 47-yard touchdown, he had an 18 points. Russell Wilson's always on the top four, by the way. He's, it's yeah. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. That's why I guessed him. He I is the king so of just he's a, throwing. He's, no, even, they advertise him on the commercials. 18.6% chance for his pass to be completed on that 47-yard touchdown. It was number one. Joe Burrow. He had a 15.3% completion probability. probably that, that A.J. Green throw. It was a 22-yard just throw. It wasn't a touchdown. Yeah. All right. I don't. Did I even start the clock on that? Jeez. Oh, you guys said it so quickly. So it is now second and ten, right? Second and ten. Okay. I'll do a ten-yard pass under remarkable runners. Which running back saw the highest percentage of eight-man boxes in Week Seven? Jeez. Oh. It's a two-way tie, FYI. Uh, this is always going uh, to get you guys. This will hopefully take us to the half. Uh, James Robinson. Not a bad guess because he's usually on this list, but he's not on the list this week. Hmm. What if I only know his last name? What if I only think I know that? What if? Yeah. Uh, it's Barber. Whoever Barber, that Washington Barber. You mean Peyton Barber? Why would you yeah. help him? <laughs> Peyton Barber, final answer? Four, yeah. three, two, yeah. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Peyton Barber saw 50% of his snaps against an eight-man box. What the heck is that? The only reason I went for him was because, like, the number of times Washington was running the ball, they just had to go ahead and start the bo- start stacking the box for uh, Dallas. So Peyton Barber tied with Damian Harris for first. They both oh, saw cool. 50%. So that is a touchdown, and it's 14 to nothing. Jesse, you have 13 seconds. Would you like to hail Mary, or would you like to just do whatever? 
Hail Mary, sure. All right. Hail Mary. Remember, whoever answers first locks it in. Let's see. All right, there we go. This is a good one. There are 13 seconds. If you have to answer, one of you has to answer within 13 seconds or nothing happens. Who kicked the longest extra point in week seven at 47 yards? This player kicked a 47-yard extra point. (laughs) I feel sorry. Uh... Four, three, two. Do you want to take a guess? Jesse, you can guess. Who? Sile. Joey Sly? Yeah. (laughs) That is incorrect. Like Zan Gonzalez. That is incorrect also. It was my boy, Matt Prater, because Danny Amendola took his helmet off in celebration of TJ Hawkinson's touchdown, which is unsportsmanlike conduct, which moves it back 15 yards, which actually I was going to make this a question, but I couldn't verify it. I was like, that has to be the longest extra point of all time. It is not. In 2012, I believe, the Browns kicked a 48-yard extra point. So, of course, the two longest are the Lions and the Browns. Browns and the Lions. (laughs) So, anyways. 16 squad. Not even kind of surprising there. It is. 14 to nothing. This has got to be the highest scoring first half we've ever had on Tuck and Run. And we will be right back with Wednesday Night Linebacker after this. And we are back with Wednesday Night Linebacker, where last week I took a bath. <laughs> uh, Jesse, you, after last week, are at $76, which means you're down 24 Ewan is at $89. He's only down 11 And Fargo, you're at 67 meaning you're down 33 yeah, not my best week. No, it's, don't bet. Don't don't feel bad though, because I I am at thirty seven dollars, <laughs> which means I am down sixty three dollars after one week. Hopefully, I can regain some of that this week. Looking forward, our first game of weeks uh, of week eight week eight is Thursday night football, where the Atlanta Falcons are going into Carolina, where the Panthers are two and a half point favorites. I myself am putting five dollars on this game. Who do you like in this, Fargo? So I want to start out by saying that Carolina looked really good against New Orleans last week, and they came just short of beating them. I'm a little surprised that they're only two-and-a-half-point favorites against this Falcon squad, which just finds ways to lose. I'll go ahead and I'll put $8 on them to go ahead and cover that two-and-a-half-point spread and win by even more. They did look really good. Ewan is putting $3 on Atlanta for some reason, but Jesse, who do you like? I'm putting seven on the Panthers. I'll be, I feel extremely uncomfortable for this because when the Falcons stop choking is when the Falcons start winning. And when the Falcons start winning, the better start losing. Yeah, the money right now is, is even. So that nobody's that hasn't been swayed. But yeah. It's so impressive how you lose a game by scoring a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, compl- <laughs> I'm not complaining. All right, so the second game on the schedule is the Indianapolis Colts traveling to my Detroit Lions where the Colts are favored by two and a half. And most of the money is going to Indianapolis. I, as a Lions fan, put the obligatory $10 bet on Detroit to cover. And I also think they're going to win. Who do you like in this, Jesse? Uh, seven on the Colts. The Trader. only downside of the Colts is Phillip Rivers. But he'll you know do good when called upon. And 
as much as I love the Lions offense, it's the Lions defense I'm worried about. Yeah. So they play, they've been playing better. And I don't know if you know, but we traded for Everson Griffin. Fargo, who do you like? You know, this is a close game. I might come back and switch my bet for now. But uh, right now, I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts to go ahead and cover on their two-and-a-half-point favorites. I just think they're overall a better team with a much better defense. And overall, yeah, they're just better I squad. agree. I agree. I do think their defense is better. And they, their defense has carry them, but it is Phillip Rivers, and I don't trust him. Yeah, Ewan, I don't trust him either. Surprisingly, a week after saying you can't bet on the Lions, Ewan put $3 on the Lions. So our third game is the Minnesota Vikings going to Green Bay to play the Packers, Ewan and Fargo's favorite team, where the Packers are head-scratchingly only six-and-a-half-point favorites, where all the money is going heavily towards the Packers. Who do you like in this, Fargo? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I thought Green Bay has shown by now that they can dominate their division. And to only be six-and-a-half-point favorites against a Vikings team, which is showing that they're getting ready to rebuild by trading away Yannick Ngakwe. I don't know. I just don't understand that. I'll go ahead and take Packers with an $8 bet. Who do you like, Jesse? I can see why it's only six and a half, considering last time the Vikings and Packers faced, it was only a nine-point affair. And after the stinger the Packers had against the Buccaneers, it could make sense. Yeah, but, but I'll I'm take that. Take... I'm, I'm happy for that. Let them think the Packers are only six and a half points better. Oh, I'm going to easily take the Packers winning by a touchdown. What you also have to realize is that they're – Home field is worth three points. So, really, Vegas is saying the Packers are only three and a half points better yeah, than the that's Vikings, ridiculous. which is crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, we're all going to take Green Bay. Ewan's taking Green Bay, but as the coward he is, is only putting $5 on it. I'm taking Green Bay, and I'm putting $20 on it because i got to make up ground. So, hopefully they win and they cover and I get $40 out of it. So, our next game is the New England Patriots, the once-and-future king New England Patriots, traveling – to Buffalo to play the current king, Bills. The Bills are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the money is pretty even. Who do you like in this, Jesse? I'm, I don't know. Patriots are on the down. Bills are on the down. But the Bills have been so much the better team recently and just overall this season, so I'm going to take the Bills to cover. Yeah, how much are you putting on them? Seven. Seven. I'm noticing a trend. Fargo, who do you like and how much are you spending on them? I mean – I feel like New England has honestly had a a somewhat rough uh, schedule over the past couple weeks. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think that they're really the best team or anything like that. But I trust in Coach Bilicek. I'm not going to put too much stock in them. But I think that they'll go ahead and beat the Bills by, like, maybe a field goal or something. I'll put $2 on them. You're really putting your money where your mouth is. I will say uh, the only good game the Patriots have played against is against Seattle, and they have a historically awful and defense. And Kansas City. Yeah, it was all right, but they, they were really the Buffalo the Seattle game was a good game, and they have historically. I get what you're saying. I put I'm picking Buffalo, and Ewan's picking Buffalo. He's putting five dollars on it, which is a theme on most of his bets. I'm only going to put a dollar on Buffalo though, because I don't know. You just eventually New England's not going to go like New two and fourteen. The they're they're going to win a right? game, yes. Yeah, so yeah like, they're going to win. And they I, have to. and Buffalo like it's like, kind of like the little brother, big brother. They got to prove it yeah, at some point. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the prove it game for them. This is their chance. But, I mean, so if they, it's a prove it game, then I'm taking the Bills again. Yeah, well, you took the Bills, so you don't have to worry about taking them again. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we have Tennessee going into Cincinnati, where. I don't. Again, the Titans are only six-point favorites, and the money is going on to the Bengals. People are picking the Bengals, so 
Who do you like in this uh, Fargo? Well, I am not swinging that direction. I'm going to go ahead and stay with the favorite Titans. They lost to a very, very good Pittsburgh team last week. Arguably the best really in the AFC. Yeah, so arguably the best in the AFC. The Bengals always find a way to go ahead and stay in games, but you know what? They lose. Yeah. I'll f- go ahead and take the team that has shown that they can win and win consistently. I'll put the Titans on eight. Eight dollars on the Titans. I and I agree with you. You and like the Titans, he's putting five dollars on it. The Titans gotta get that nasty, the bad taste out of their mouth from last week. Yeah. Jesse, who do you like in this? Where are you putting your money? I'm putting seven on the Titans, but seven. I can see why but I can see why people put money on the Bengals because the Bengals find don't. find ways to keep it close. The Bengals only lose by one I, to three I, points. I mean, the Ravens like. completely destroyed them, and the Titans are on par with the Ravens, so that, that's oh, silly. Yeah, don't put the Ravens on I the mean, Titans level. The, well, the Ravens are probably better than the Titans, but. Uh, well, don't put them on the same level. Don't put them on the same level, then. No, no. I think the Ravens are better than the Titans, and the Titans and the Ravens can't be uh, neck and neck. Well, I think that they're. I, I. That's my personal opinion. But so no, you're putting sorry. seven dollars on the Titans. You was putting five dollars. I'm putting twenty dollars on the Titans. This is one of my big bets of the week because I just don't believe in the Bengals. Moving on, moving on. Our next game: the Las Vegas Raiders travel to. Cleveland. This is another one that I was like, I love when the lines are like are totally the opposite of what I expect because it makes it easier for me to bet. The Browns are two and a half point favorites at home, which actually means the Raiders are 0.5 points better than the Browns. Take that for what you will. Uh, who you like in this? Who do you like in this game, Jesse? Honestly, I think it's a toss up. I'm just going to go Browns, and I think everyone can guess my bet at this point. Lucky number seven, Fargo. I'm going to lose heavily. You know- <laughs> or win. Moderately. <laughs> I also think it's going to be a toss-up. I think that these two teams are very closely matched in the scheme of things. I can see why uh, one team is only half a point favorite. I'm going to swing the other way with the Raiders just because I ultimately like Derek Carr a little bit more in his uh, system than Baker Mayfield, despite Baker Mayfield popping off and throwing for five touchdowns despite with his one pick. I think he went like 22 in a row after he started out 0 for 6. Yeah, it was Derek crazy. Carr is a criminally underrated quarterback. Like, yeah, I swear if he played for anyone else, we would talk about him much higher, like, much yeah. more highly than we do. I, but... I just think it's because people like Rudin – doesn't talk him up no, enough, but anyways, I'll take the the Raiders with eight. You're taking your better the week is eight dollars. <laughs> Jesse's better the week is seven dollars. You win is taking. What? I'm going with the law of averages to try and make up money. Yeah, you either lose big or win moderately, just like Jesse. You win is taking the Raiders. He's putting three dollars on it. I'm also taking the Raiders, but I'm only putting five dollars on it. Although I'm very confident that they can win this game. Cleveland, I still it's not believe land for me. Moving on, the New York Jets. <laughs> This is a crazy line. The New York finally, it's finally caught up to the Jets, even though they played a close game and covered last week. The New York Jets are traveling to Kansas City, where the Kansas City Chiefs are only 19 and a half point favorites, and the money is completely even. Who do you like in this, Fargo? You know, despite you saying they are only 19 and a half point favorites, I'm saying, holy crap, they are 19 and a half point favorites. College Don't get line. me wrong. I, I can line. think that Kansas City could win 31 to 3, 38 to 6. It's totally feasible. But it's also possible that they only win by 14. I'll take the Jets with a $1 bet. Coward bet of the week. And I will say this I am also taking the Jets. And I also put a dollar on it. 
because I am also a coward, but also because I don't think the Chiefs need to score 20 more points than the Jets yeah. to win. Like, I think they could win 21-0 to zero or 21-3, yeah. to, to three, which doesn't cover, right? Yes, yeah, so, It doesn't cover. So who do you but like in this? It's still a handed win. Yeah, who do you like in this, Jesse? It's just too many points for me. Jesse, who do you no, like? I'll take the Chiefs just because Chiefs are at home, and the Jets have to win eventually, but you're not facing a team that's well on their way to go to the championship, maybe even Super Bowl. And with the Jets' offense, I expect the Chiefs' defense to do more scoring than the offense itself, which could lead to a 20-point victory. Yeah, it's it so looks like it's a really – I'm taking the Jets for a dollar again, and Ewan is taking the, the Chiefs with a $5 bet. It is one of those games where it's like – it only looks big on paper, but in reality the Chiefs could 100% beat them by 48 points. The Chiefs could beat them by 70 if they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, Pit, on Their next game, our penultimate 1 o'clock game, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel into Baltimore in what has to be the game of the week, where the Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites against probably the second-best team in the AFC. The money is even right now. Who do you like in this, Jesse? First off, I've ever seen a Seahawks game does always end up really close, but I'm going to take the Steelers. It's, it's really flip a coin on who you want to bet because I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but I just think there's more probability in the Steelers. Plus, you get the points. They don't even have to win. They just have to keep it close. Exactly. Yeah. Ewan's taking the Steelers, but he only put $3 on them, so he must not be that confident. Who do you like, Fargo? You know, I actually might – I think I'm going to flip my pick right here right now. You're allowed to do put, that. It's your pick. Yeah. I'm going to put $8 on the Ravens. Make sure you edit – you update that in Discord. Yeah, I will. I will. But the reason why I'm going to go ahead and go with the Ravens here is just because I would like the Steelers matching up 100% against this running Ravens def, uh, running offense, except for the fact they lost Devin Bush who's going to be the best anchor to stop Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson. I'll take the Ravens to win with an $8 bet. As a closet Ravens fan, you should know you cannot stop Lamar Jackson. You can only hope to contain him. I put $1 on the Baltimore Ravens because I have because this is the divisional matchup and I'm not going to bet on divisional matchups where teams are so close together. So, we'll I mean, see. it's going to be a great game. Yeah, it's going to be, be there's always a great game when these two teams play. Yeah. So for our last 1 o'clock game, we have the L.A. Rams going into Miami to play the Dolphins, where, give the Dolphins respect, they are only four-point underdogs. The Rams are favored by four, so I guess Vegas likes what Miami's been doing lately. Who do you like in this? I don't know. One of you talk. It's my turn. All right, Fargo. I honestly don't understand why the Rams are only four-point favorites right now. Yeah. I mean, I'll go ahead and give credit to the Dolphins' defense a little bit, but you know what? They're starting with the week one, basically, quarterback with Tua now. That's true. That this is, is not going to be the same that's offense. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that the Rams are going to go ahead and win this game and cover. I'm I'll a, put an $8 dollar put, bet on I should on have that put $100 one. on this game now. I feel whatever. So you put in $8, Jesse? Well, let me guess. $7, Seven on who? The Rams, even though I – for my whole thing is if Russell Wilson is the so-called MVP so far, the Dolphins have had the best defensive performance against him. Most of his yards and touchdown came off of a 25-second drive. But my whole thing is I don't trust the Rams that much. I trust that they'll win by maybe six or seven. Which covers. But I don't, which is what matters, but I don't trust them anywhere else. Yeah, you don't trust him, and Ewan must not trust him because he only put $3 on the Rams to cover. I, myself, am putting $5 on them because that's how the math worked out when after my big bets. So for our 
First 4 o'clock game, we have the 49ers traveling into Seattle to play their division rival Seahawks, where the Seahawks are, again, surprisingly only three-point favorites. What do you think about that, Jesse? I mean, as the Seahawks, if you do anything more, I'd say avoid betting at all costs. <laughs> I'm putting seven on Seattle. Seattle, and you know what's crazy? The money's all go- Seattle is an even bet right now, according to Vegas. So yeah. whatever you put on it, if they cover, you get it right back. The money's going to the Niners. I don't know. I still think shocked. Seattle. Yeah, I, I just think Seattle's air raid is going to be a bit better than San Francisco's ground and pound. Yeah, San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo is consistently in the lowest air yards every week. It's crazy when I make these questions. If the Seahawks want to get their defense right, do it against a division and a quarterback who's clearly been below his standard. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm taking, I'm taking Seattle, but it's a divisional game, and I'm a coward again. So I put one dollar on them. Who do you like, Fargo? You know, I'm going to have to start amending my dollar amounts here just because, like, the more I'm looking at this, the more I'm like, why in the hell am I picking $8 on Seattle? I'm not even sure if I want Seattle but just because of how close these two teams are, in my opinion. You feel free to edit it in the Discord. I'm going to go ahead and just stick with my $8 Seattle bet, but I'm going to edit this here yeah. later tonight. By all not, means. not my uh, Panthers pick because I'm pretty confident in that, but a lot of is going to, a lot of this is just going to go straight to the Packers, just so you know. I'm probably <laughs> doing mine as well. I just made mine as a joke. Yeah, I'm going to, I put $20 on the Packers. So I think we're all, I mean, we got one, we got a bet coming up that's really interesting. So Ewan is taking the Seattle Seahawks as well, and he's putting $5 on it. Our next game is the Chargers going into Denver, where, again, another surprising one, the Chargers, I know it's a division, but it's the Broncos, are only three-point favorites. Who do you like in this Fargo? You know, the Broncos' defense has actually played pretty darn well the last couple of weeks. I know that uh, they got blown out against Kansas City, but that wasn't really their fault and all that. I'm going to take... a. Denver to go ahead and upset uh, LA just because this Chargers team historically finds ways to lose games. And how much are you putting on the Broncos? I'll put three dollars on the Broncos As of right now, but that could change to a one dollar bet. I feel like Jesse. No, you... that's going to be a three dollar. That's going <laughs> to stay a three. Jesse, who do you like? Undisclosed bet for the team that has no fans against the team that's a third of their cap space is on injury reserve. <laughs> he says undisclosed. Let me just let you know. As of right now, it's yeah, seven dollars like... on the Chargers. <laughs> Thirty-five percent or something like that. Yeah, like like fifty-four million or something of their cap yeah. is just. And some of them are coming back. Some of them are coming back. Yeah, yeah but a lot of them are out for the season. And it's yeah, a divisional a game, are. but I don't know. The Chargers. Justin Herbert looked really good. Okay, Drew if I'm being serious, Justin Justin Herbert has oh, been the yeah, best yeah. rookie so far, and that's yeah. including Joe Burrow being. Like, really good, Which, but Herbert's just better. Side note. And I, Drew Locke has clearly hit a plateau this season. Side note, I turned on Madden. Joe Burrow's a 78 overall. Just, Justin Herbert's a 72 or a 73. Like, that's crazy. And Drew Locke's like a 60. Yeah, well, Drew Locke's terrible, so he deserves it. But I just, Justin Herbert. Make both of them like 82. I, I just wonder how much he was carried by Cortland Sutton and Noah Fan. No, Drew Locke will be okay, I think, but it's it's still early in his career. They're not. He's they not going to win a talent. Super Bowl, though. I what I don't understand caliber. is why do you get rid of the OC who actually made Drew Locke look good? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know why you hire Vic Fangio in the first place, but that's a conversation for a different podcast. Ewan is taking the Chargers with $5. I am also taking the Chargers with $5. Fargo, you are our lone wolf of the week with Denver. Woo! Our last, last, our last 4 o'clock game. <laughs> 
And our most interesting bet is New Orleans going into Chicago to play the Bears, where the Bears are four-point underdogs. Who do you like in that Fargo? You know, despite how good the Chicago defense is, the Chicago offense is that much worse and then some. I will go ahead and take this New Orleans Saints team to go ahead and beat them by a touchdown or more. I'll put $8 on them. Jesse, your response? And Any other season, this is the easiest bet of the year. The only issue is the Bears' defense can actually carry them into the playoffs, and the Saints' offense has been somehow wishy-washy outside of, say, Alvin Kamara. I'm still going to take the Saints, but I have a feeling we're all going to lose here. I'm taking the Saints as well, and I'm putting $10 on the Saints because I'm done betting on the Bears. I just don't like the Bears. Yeah, I just don't like the Saints. I, I, Drew Brees, I'm not crazy about, but I just think New Orleans is going to – they got They want to win this. They should win it. I mean, Chicago has a great defense, but New Orleans has Sean Payton. So for our biggest bet of the week, our, and also our take the remainder of my money and put it on this game because I can't figure yeah, out how much I, money I, I, I have. I felt like that too. Ewan has bet $44 on the New Orleans Saints to win by five points or more in Chicago – this should be interesting. So this will either be his big bet of the week or his big loss of the week. But we'll see what happens. So for go, our, go home. Yeah, I guess so. I, he didn't know. He just said put the remainder of my money, not realizing it was $44, but he's committed to it now. So for our Sunday night game, we have Dallas traveling to Philadelphia. Another line that makes literally no sense. No this sense. is the stupidest line I've seen. First of all, it should, if anything, be a pick em. Somehow, Dallas is seven-point favorites. If I had a million dollars, I would bet a million dollars on this game. Yeah, like I almost feel like Philadelphia, right off the get-go, should be like three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half-point favorites against this Cowboys squad. Who's With a third-string quarterback. Yeah, third-string quarterback <laughs> with a defense that has shown no ability to stop any offense that they have faced in the league so far. It's crazy to me that this is – and I, this is one I, I looked up online to find this because I, I didn't believe it in my app. Like when I first saw this, I even looked it up too. I was like, no, you misread. You I, mis- I thought I typed it, it in wrong. Be split. I thought I, I typed it in wrong. I was getting a lobotomy on this game. Like, that's how confident I am. Yeah, the Eagles don't like, even have to win. They just have to be within yeah, Southern. Yeah, yeah, they just have to be. <laughs> that's ridiculous. At home. In a game maybe that's I'll, for the division. Go, like, they could go into first place probably if they win this game. <laughs> like, they were in no first place. Sense. Oh, my God. I, I have my traditional $8 bet, but again, this might get changed. Yeah, I put $10. Okay, it's true. You put 8 I'm putting all my other bets on $1, <laughs> and I'm putting everything else <laughs> on the Eagles. Yeah, seriously. you might. That's not a bad idea. So that would might be, not uh, be a bad idea. That like, would be like $87. $87? $87? No, $86. $86? There's this is 13, the lock of the season. 87. It's 87. Yeah. Because there's 13 other games. So $87. So this is the big bet of the week. $87 on the Eagles. Ewan, the coward Ewan is somehow, put $44 on the Saints, put $1 on the Eagles. Like, I don't think he was paying attention. I think he's a closet Cowboys. Yeah, I don't he know. Must be. But, but the Cowboys have to win by eight. Like, even if you think they're, like, yeah, they're going to cover. No, I mean, he, did, he does think Philadelphia. He put bet on them, but he only bet a dollar. If anything, I For reference, my scoring prediction was Eagles 2, Cowboys 0. So. <laughs> Just, we'll be fine. The Eagles will cover. So Eagles will cover. For our Monday night, for our last game of the week, Monday night football, we have Tampa Bay going into the to New York to play the Giants, where the Giants are something about the New York teams. The only double-digit deficits in the whole league this week are both New York teams. The Giants are 10.5-point underdogs. 
and the money is even. Who do you like in this? Jesse? Jesse. Jesse. Who do you like in this, Jesse? I have to take the Buccaneers, but not by seven, by nine. That was my biggest bet so far. Yeah, you had Tampa Bay uh, at 16, but you feel free to change it after this. But you do think Tampa Bay is going to cover. That's what matters. Yeah. Even though I will say, uh, if there's one team that has been the weakness of Tom Brady, it is the New York Giants. It's the Giants. That's a very valid So, So you could make a bet on them, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised, but. The smartest play, and by far even the dumbest play, is taking the Buccaneers. And Fargo, what do you like? I'm just expecting Daniel Jones to get strip-sacked like four different times, throw picks to random people, to go ahead and start seeing ghosts and let his coach know about it. <laughs> That's Darnold, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, they, he's learning about it. It's the same city. Yeah. They have like 20 together. people get injured because that turf is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I have $14 on the books. I have right 14 now. on the books. And you wouldn't put $10 on the books. I will tell you what. I struggled with this. I'm taking the Giants to cover because I just feel like the Giants' defense is friskier than people give them credit for, and I'm still not 100%. I mean, they keep them in, the, they keep them in yeah, game, so. but they, they aren't in the good enough to actually keep like actually win them games or get turnovers at timely <laughs> moments. I mean, let's be real. They have Blake Martinez, the most overrated inside linebacker. Well, that's coming from a, former, from a Packers fan, but uh, yeah. I'm putting $6 on the Giants just to cover. I Man, I was saying that when we drafted him. So, uh, I'll say it like this: It's you're either betting on logic or you're betting on superstition. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I need to make a big comeback because I'm down by far the most. Also, up the most is Captain Rush, former former and future contestant. What is he in the nineties? What was he at? Ninety six. Ninety six. So Captain Rush, who I believe the, I don't yeah, want to slander him. I bucks. believe he's a fourteen or fifteen year old boy. Which is up the most out of all of us. He's down. He's only down four dollars after one week. So Good what do we him. know? Good for him. He 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 bet the Giants. I bet you he's gonna bet the Giants again this week because it's a lot of points. But anyways, that is Wednesday night linebacker. We will be right back with the second half where Fargo unfortunately gets the ball first, up fourteen. Right after this. We are back with the second and final half of Tuck and Run, where the score is 14 to nothing in favor of Fargo, who now has the ball first and 10 at the 20. What would you like to do for your first play of the second half? You know, we'll go ahead and do a 10-yard run for potent passers again. All right. Your question is, which quarterback threw the lowest percentage of aggressive throws in Week 7? So the converse of the earlier question. Was it... Cam, that's a run. Was it Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Teddy Bridgewater, or your favorite, Drew Locke? I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers just because he's my boy, and it, he made it look easy against that defense last Sunday. Jesse? That Houston defense got diced up. I'm just going to guess Cam Newton. Well, Aaron Rodgers is correct. 5.9% of his throws were considered aggressive, meaning a defender was with within one yard of his receiver at the time of throw. Cam Newton, surprisingly, was second with 6.7%, but Aaron Rodgers is correct. That is 10 yards. It is now second and 10. Uh, first and 10 no, at the first 30. And 10. Don't worry. Hey, 
You don't worry about it, all right? All right. First, first and 10 <laughs> after 30, what would you like to do? I'll go ahead and do another 10-yard run for Pone Passers. It's going to drain this one before anything else. Which quarterback had the lowest average completed air yards in week seven? So this is – now this is average, the lowest average. In other words, this, if you took all this player's throws and added them together and averaged them, he, his balls were in the air. His ball was in the air the least amount of air yards. Okay. Is it Drew Locke, Andy Dalton, Jared Goff, or Ben Roethlisberger? Big Ben. You want to take a shot at this, Jesse? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, surprisingly, was 4.2 average completed air yards, which was good for third most. Big Ben Roethlisberger had 3.1 average completed air yards, good for first. He did not put the ball in the air at all. He was just dinking and dunking down the field. And when he did, he got picked off. Yeah, he was really just airing it out. He's got a noodle alarm. Yeah, well... He's he's old. old. Yeah, he's old. That happens to the best (laughs) of us. So it is now first and 10 at the 40. What would you like to do? I'll go ahead and do a 10-yard pass under potent passers. There are two or three more questions in this category. 10-yard pass. Your question is, which quarterback had the highest average completed air yards? So the inverse or the converse of what we just asked. The highest average completed air yards in week uh, seven. Good I luck. wish it was a run now. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> oh, jeez. I got an idea. It's not a good idea. Never mind. Never you can mind. say. You're not going to get penalized if you're wrong. You're only going to be penalized if he's right. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just going to let the clock drip until you tell me I have to make a guess. Then I'll make my guess. All right. Jeez, two o'clock already. Uh huh. I'll just go with uh, <laughs> 10 seconds. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is not a bad guess. You want to, you have two seconds. Matt Stafford. Yeah, oh, Matt Stafford. you Matt just Stafford. got that off. Um, wait, no, wait, wait. Uh, no, I can't. No, you guess. said Matt Stafford. It's locked in. Uh, Carson Wentz averaged 93 Air yards I, in week seven. Can I say who I want it to be? Who did you want to say? Because you said Matthew I Stafford. I think I think it is Cam Newton. Cam Newton. I said Matt Stafford Cam just because I know that he was moving the ball downfield consistently. Cam Newton averaged right. eight point seven average air completed air yards in week seven. Wentz was nine point three. Baker Mayfield was eight point four. Matthew Stafford averaged nine point eight average air yards on completions in week seven. So your wild guess was in fact correct. That is first and ten at midfield. You know what? You screw it. Thirty yard pass, potent passers. Here is your chance, Jesse. Your question is which player had the highest time to throw in week seven. I will remind you, this does not mean they had the most time to throw. This is just averaging how long they until they throw the ball on average. It could be a number of reasons why it's the highest. But this player had the highest time from snap to throw in week seven. This is a pass, a 30-yard pass, so there are big repercussions here and ramifications. Should Wait, you what happens it. if he gets it right? It is a turnover at the line of scrimmage at the 50. Oh, what happens if he gets it wrong? What if we both get it wrong? It's a second down and 10 at the 50. So here is starting now. Kyle Murray. Do you want to take a shot, Fargo? What did he say? He said Kyler Murray. 
I'll go with Drew Locke, just because they were in the snow. All right. Yeah. Both of you are wrong. Neither of them were even in the top four. The player with the highest time to throw in week seven was surprisingly Cameron Newton, who had 3.32 seconds on average from snap to pass. Russell Wilson was second at 3.06. Kyle Allen was third at 3.02. And Carson Wentz was fourth at 2.99. So it is second. What about – yeah. I I only get the top four, so I don't know. I was thinking Kyler because he couldn't be touched. Yeah. Kyler, Kyler Murray. So I really like Kyler Murray, but he also is one of those like really bad stats, really good players, like type of guy. Like the last week, he thirty-seven percent of his passes in a win, and, and like he started out pretty pretty poorly against the Seahawks. And now five combined touchdowns. Yeah, I like him, but he's like good, great player, not great stats type guy. Anyways, second and ten at the fifty. What would you like to do, Fargo? I'll go ahead and do a ten-yard pass under radical receivers. Your question is. Which player had the lowest percentage of their team's air yards in week seven? In other words, lowest percentage? so think like this. The ball was in the air from the quarterback to them, the least yards percentage wise. Uh, you This was a pass. So you do not, get, <laughs> you do not get any options. <laughs> Which player had the lowest percentage of the team's air yards in week seven? Go. Oh. I will tell you this as a hint. It is a negative percentage. Oh. <laughs> so, oh. What? Oh, what? Oh, oh, I geez. don't think either of you are going to get this right, but you're, it's going to make sense when I tell you the answer, but I don't think either of you will get it right. Well, but I think I know what team I'm going to pick. I just don't know which player I'm going to pick. You have. Uh, no. Is it Jeff Wilson? Not a bad guess. Not on the top four, though. Fargo, you have five seconds. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with DJ Chark. Okay. That was correct in your guessing you knew what team, but the wrong player. It is a 49er. Oh, oh well, he's yeah. right. I'm wrong. Okay. It is a 49er. And think of it. It's crazy that it's not a running back. This player had negative 9.31% of their teams. In other words, every single pass that went to this player was behind the line of scrimmage, significantly behind the line of scrimmage. Is it like Brandon Ayuk or it's something Debo like It's Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Every single the only thing is the 49ers' entire offense is screens, screens, at the line of bubbles. scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. It's crazy. Jimmy Graham was second. Drew Sample was third. And Albert O was fourth. All Interesting. I, I think one drive, Grappolo threw negative 20 yards in the air. Quite, quite, quite possibly. <laughs> it, would you like to tuck and run or you want to go to third down? I'll tuck and run. All right. So you would need to answer five correctly to get a touchdown. Your question is... I'll give you this one. Name the top seven. Don't disregard this beep. Name the top seven quarterbacks in passer rating in week seven. Uh, this, uh, Baker this Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, this is tuck and run. So he, you said Baker oh. Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers. Baker Mayfield, Tom Aaron Brady. Rodgers, Teddy Bridgewater. Kyle Murray. You're incorrect, Jesse. You cannot answer, but you did get Tom Brady right. So you've gotten 20 yards so far. And for Sean Watson, 30 yards. I'm torn between uh, a lot of bees and Justin Herbert. So you have 10 seconds. I'll go with, I'll go with uh, uh, Justin Herbert. Incorrect. The top seven are Baker in order. Baker, Aaron, Teddy, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, and Joe Burrow. But you did gain. Uh, I could have had Drew Brees. You did, you, no. you did gain 30 yards. 
and it is now first and 10 at the 20. What would you like to do? I'll do a 20-yard pass under remarkable runners. Your question is, right? yes, which running back spent the least time behind the line of scrimmage in week seven? The least time least behind time? the line of scrimmage. And go. I don't know. Yeah, well, you keep picking passes. You're feeling I'll really just, I'll just say Derrick Henry. I'll just that, say Derrick Henry. Not a, not a bad guess. He had the third least amount of time at 2.41 oh, seconds. Dang it. <laughs> I'm just, just going to guess James Robinson. Not also, also not a bad <laughs> guess. 2.44, good for fourth. It was somehow G- Giovanni Bernard who spent 2.34 seconds behind the line of scrimmage on average. LGO. So, you so it is now second and 10 at the 20. I'll go a 10-yard run under remarkable runners. Your question is... Nope, we're not going to do that. It was the opposite of that question. Which quarterback had... The most rushing attempts in week seven. This is a run. Which quarterback had the most rushing attempts in week seven? Was it Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, or Justin Herbert? What was it? Say that again. <laughs> My brain is not Which working quarterback right now. had the most rushing attempts in week seven? Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray. Most rushing attempts. 25 seconds. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is correct. That was a 10-yard run. It is now second, ooh, third and 20 at the 30. What would you like to do? I'll do a 20-yard run. First of the game. Under remarkable runners. Radical receivers or, or remarkable Remarkable. Right, you got it. Remarkable runners. Which running back was the least efficient in week seven? Now, efficiency is measured by average yards run on each play. So they run the most amount of yards. This player, which, which running back ran the most amount of yards on average on each play? It's the least efficient. You did a run, so you get options. Kenyon Drake or Michael Pirine, Joshua Kelly or Josh Jacobs? Say them again. Kenyon Drake or Michael Pirine, Joshua Kelly or Josh Jacobs? Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake was good for second least efficient. He ran an average of 6.15 yards per rushing attempt. One more time. Sorry. Kenyon Drake or Michael Pirine, Josh Kelly, or Josh Jacobs. 20 sec- 19 seconds. I'll go with Josh Kelly. Also incorrect, he ran an average of 5.8 yards on every play. The least efficient running back in Week 7 was Josh Jacobs, who ran 6.85 yards on average per carry. Seven yards almost just to gain, basically get back to the line of scrimmage. So it is now fourth, <laughs> fourth and 20 at the 30. Would you like to go for it? Would you like to punt? Uh, kick a field goal? What would you like to do? I'll kick a field goal. All right. So you would need to answer four correctly. Your question is, and remember, uh, so we're going to do this. I did think about this. We'll do this the same way we do all of them. You can take, think take of us. Yeah, you can take it away. So yeah. you need to answer four before he takes four of them away from you. Name the top seven most aggressive, again, aggressive quarterbacks in week seven. So aggressive measures how close the defender is when they throw the ball. So the most, the top seven. You told us, you told us the top four already. All right. Man. Well, one, you guys got to answer. You got to answer right. four. Thank Hold on. I didn't push the I... button. You got to answer before he does. The top seven most aggressive QBs in week seven. Nick Foles, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. Um, no Burrow. That's correct. He took one from you. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. 
That's 30 yards, though. He took one away. You got to get one more. Oh, crap. Crap. You guys have said Nick Foles, Derek Carr, Kyle Allen. Who else did you say? I said Baker. Baker. He said – I think he said Joe Burrow. You said yeah. Joe Burrow, and then you said yeah. one incorrectly. So that means yeah. you need to get one more correct to get this field goal. So who is your last guess starting now? Andy Dalton. That is correct. Wait, wait. <laughs> nope, that is correct. Oh. <laughs> that is correct. Andy Dalton. And it is now 17-2-0. Oh. But – there's two minutes left in the game because that was also the two-minute warning that might have went off when we weren't there, when we weren't recording. Uh, so it is first and 10 at the 20, down 17, but you have two minutes. Would, what would you like to do, Jesse? 30-yard pass, dauntless defenders. 30-yard pass, dauntless defenders. All right. Oh, he knows my weakness. Which team allowed the least – points in week seven the Washington okay you both said it at the same time they did so I'll give you another question but I said their full name no you both said Washington we've been through this before all right <laughs> which player had the most deflections in week seven <laughs> uh, oh would it be Jamar Taylor Jamar Taylor was had two good for third most. I'll go with Buddha. Buddha Baker. Did not make the top four. Jayon uh, Brown, linebacker on, on the Titans or the Chargers, I don't remember now. Uh, sure. Jayon Brown had four pass deflections. So it is now well that was a pass. You could tuck and run if you want. Yes. Alright. Your question is Name the top seven players in receptions in week. Seven, go. I would lock it Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. Oh, crap. He, he knows him. He, he got Keenan Allen, but you both you deleted. So you got 10 yards so far. It's a first down. Wait, I Allen. said lock it and Adams. Yeah, but so did uh, he. We both said him. So you, it's deleted. So I will tell you there's more than seven because there are ties. So you guys. Oh, you, you said Cole Beasley. You said Cole Beasley. I know he's one. All right. So that's I zero yards. Game is just a memory game more than just remembering stats. So. Uh, Keelan Allen had a good game. He I said, don't think he, he said had that. 10 He said Keenan Allen. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hopkins had a good game. He had a good game, too. He uh, yeah, he's, all, he's on the list. He's taking all, all the yards I, from you. Am I able to stop it? Uh, if you say something incorrectly. Um, I then stopped the entire thing. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be second down. And I don't know anymore. That's it. All right, that's it. There's 40 seconds left. It's second and 10 at the 20. 30-yard <laughs> pass. Dauntless defenders. Oh, okay. No, I'm not this again. 30 yards. He's going to stay in the one that you're not good at. That's smart. Dauntless defenders. We have the tuck and run performance of the week. I will read you this player's stats, and whoever you said pass, so you don't get any names. Whoever answers correctly gets a touchdown. Either of you can answer. The correct player, the correct name is a touchdown. You have. There are only 40 seconds left in the game, too, by the way. This player on defense had five tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, Two sacks, three quarterback hits, one pass deflection, one interception, and one forced fumble. Oh. Oh. Is oh. it oh. Shaq Thompson? It is not Shaq Thompson. I can let it go now, can I? 
Yeah, you can let it go. There's, Where's the fun in that? There's 20 seconds left. I just played a win, boy. <laughs> it's 20 seconds. You're going to win either way. It's 17 to nothing. I just yeah. want to get it over with. Plus, I really don't know who this is. I really think... This is a crazy... He had he filled the box box score, the box sheet, the whatever the expression I'm, is. I'm trying to just think of, like, who had two sacks? Five, four... I know who had three, three being Devin White. Two. But... I'll go with and that is Miles good. Garrett. Miles Garrett is incorrect. Jerry Hughes... Jerry Hughes had five tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, two sacks, three quarterback hits, one pass deflection, one interception, and one forced fumble. And he is a pass rusher. He is a pass rusher. All right, so that's it. Congratulations, Fargo. He paid that Fargo. guy so much money. <laughs> two, two wins in a row. Someone finally dethrones Jesse. Jesse, that was a great game. And Rob, Fargo, you have two minutes to say whatever you want, starting now. You know, I just want to go ahead and give a shout out to the little guys, the underdogs, to the people who don't have any belief in them. That's what what it was like for me going up against Jesse over here, 4-0, coming in, coming in all high, making me think that I wasn't good enough. But then, you know, I just had to show him what's what, slapping him, put him in his place. Because guess what? He took that fat L, took the L train, and now he's with the rest of us. Minus me. Because I'm OG cool, and you guys aren't yet. Start playing with me and beat me, and then maybe, maybe you'll become cool and I won't. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for that, Fargo. Very powerful stuff. And I consider the gauntlet to be absolutely thrown down. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll step onto the field to compete against you. Crazier things have happened. And thank you, Jesse, for appearing on the most episodes of Tuck and Run so far. Fargo may have taken your crown from you this episode, but he has a ways to go to beat your game started record. And to Ewan, I believe I asked you, nay, begged you to never leave me alone just the last episode. And what did you do? Abandon me at literally your next opportunity. This slight shall not go unpunished, but please come back. Anyways, for Fargo, Jesse, the ghost of Ewan, I'm Dale Tucker, reminding you to change your mattress every six to eight years, or sooner if it becomes saggy, noisy, or damaged. Sleep is one of the most important factors in human health, and one of the biggest factors of a good night's sleep is what we are sleeping on. This has been a Tucker Punch production, and we're out. You're gonna battle, you're gonna fight, win or lose, you're gonna be alright. Regardless of the scoreboard, you can do anything that you work for. We started slow, but we're always gonna finish fast. It's gonna be hard, it's gonna be tough. If you fall down, just get up. And no matter what you're going through, your friends are there to help you. With all the hard work you put in, you might go out with this win. You're gonna battle, you're gonna fight. Win or lose, you're gonna be alright. Regardless of the scoreboard, you can do anything that you want.
in the battle. 